Appendix V of "Home Education Series," Volume III, "School Education." This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wayne Cook. Home Education Series, Volume Three, School Education by Charlotte A. Mason. Appendix V. How Oral Lessons Are Used Though the part of the teacher should, in a general way, be that of the university tutor who reads with his men, the oral lesson also is indispensable, whether in introducing a course of reading or as bringing certain readings to a point. Oral lessons, too, give the teacher opportunities for the reading of passages from various books bearing on the subject at hand a sure way to increase the desire of the children for extended knowledge. Some subjects, again, as languages, mathematics, science, depend very largely upon oral teaching and demonstrations. It might be well if the lecture, with its accompaniments of note-taking and reports, were cut out of the ordinary curriculum, and the oral lesson made a channel for free intellectual sympathy between teacher and taught and a means of widening the intellectual horizons of children. I had a few sets of notes of criticism lessons which have been given by various students of the House of Education to the children in the practicing school. These lessons are always expansions or illustrations or summaries of some part of the scholar's current bookwork. Oral Lessons Some Notes of Bible Lessons Subject Old Testament History Group History, Class 1B, Average Age 8, Time 20 Minutes. Objects 1. To so interest the children in the story of Jacob's death that they may not forget it. 2. To give a new idea of God as drawn from the story of Jacob's deathbed, God's abiding presence. 3. To give them an admiration for Joseph as one who honored his father and mother. Lesson Step 1. Recapitulate the former lesson and follow Jacob's journey with his family from Canaan to Egypt on a map. Step 2. Show the children how Joseph was the first of Jacob's son to visit him when he was ill. Draw their attention to the particular trait of Joseph's character shown in this story. Step 3. Describe in a few words the surroundings in which the events of the story takes place. Step 4. Read carefully to the children suitable parts of Genesis chapter 48, reminding them to pay special attention to the words of the Bible as they so beautifully express the scene. Step 5. While the children are narrating in the words of the Bible, help them by questions to bring out the important points of the story. Step 6. Help the children to realize how Joseph's love as his father affected his life, and how they should let their parents feel their love. Step 7. Let the children see that this family realized God's abiding presence, and show them how any family can realize it in the same way if they will. Subject. New Testament Story. The Stilling of the Tempest. Group. History. Class 2. Average age of the children, 10. Time, 30 minutes. Objects, 1. 
to try to give to the children some new spiritual thought and a practical idea of faith. 2. To bring the story of the stilling of the tempest vividly before their minds. 3. To interest them in the geography of the Holy Land. 4. By means of careful, graphic reading, to help them to feel the wonderful directness, beauty, and simplicity of the Bible language. In short, to make them feel the poetry of the Bible. Apparatus required. 1. Bibles for the children. 2. A map of Palestine. 3. Thompson's Land and Book. 4. Pictures of 1. A storm on a lake. 2. Galilean boats. 3. The Sea of Galilee. Lesson. Step 1. Ask the children to find Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 in their Bibles. Tell the story of the stilling of the tempest, keeping as closely as possible to the language of the Bible. A. Let the children find the Sea of Galilee on the map, gathering from the map some notion of the surrounding country. Compare with Lake Windermere. Show course of journey by references to verses 5 and 28 in the same chapter. Show pictures of ships used in the east and on the Sea of Galilee. B. Describe the tempest graphically, drawing from the children the reason for the sudden storms, parentheses, caused by the ravines down which the winds rush, and parentheses. Get from them their idea of a storm at sea or on a lake. Show a photograph of a storm on Lake Windermere. C. Try to make the children understand the twofold nature of our Lord. 1. His humanity, he was evidently weary, and 2. His divinity, his power over nature. D. Try to make the children feel the simplicity of the Bible language and the forceful way in which it brings pictures before the mind. There arose a great tempest. His disciples came to him. He arose. There was a great calm. Refer to Psalm 57. E. The men marveled. Try to show the children that faith is just another word for understanding, knowing. How the better we know a person, the more we can trust him. Draw from the children how faith is shown in nearly every verse of this story, but as far as the disciples were concerned, it did not go far enough. Draw from them that it is not necessary to be with a person always in order to have faith in him. Ask them how people show faith in all the actions of their daily lives. Step 2. Read the story from the Bible. Read it carefully so that the children will appreciate its literary value and see the vivid pictures which it brings before the mind. Step 3. Let the children narrate the story, keeping as much as possible to the Bible words. Subject. Reading. Group. English. Class 3. Average age, 13. Time, 25 minutes. Objects. 1. Try to improve the children's reading by drilling them in clear and pure pronunciation. 2. To show them that by their reading a series of mental pictures should be presented to the listener. Lesson. Step 1. Breathing exercises. Ask reason for the same. Step 2. 
practice the children in consonant and vowel sounds, by giving them sentences in which difficulties in pronunciation occur. M, N, N. A stricken maiden, musing on a mountain, was given from heaven man in mortal form. Final T. A just knight felt a weight on his heart, and yet a sweet, quiet rest was present when he went to meet the light. P. B. A path of prickly brambles, bordered by pure pale poppies, breathed peace between the broken beams. D. Touched by the hand that appeared from the cloud under which nodded the dead leaves. Parentheses. Notice the final D is sometimes pronounced like T. End parentheses. Step 3. Read the passage chosen from Tennyson's Sir Galahad, asking the girls afterwards to describe the mental pictures they have drawn. A maiden knight, to me is given such hope I know not fear. I yearn to breathe the airs of heaven that often meet me here. I muse on joy that will not cease, pure spaces clothed in living beams, pure lilies of eternal peace, whose odors haunt my dreams. And, stricken by an angel's hand, this mortal armor that I wear, this weight and size, this heart and eyes are touched, are turned to finest air. The clouds are broken in the sky, and through the mountain walls a rolling organ harmony swells up and shakes and falls. Then move the trees, the copses nod, wings flutter, voices hover clear. O just and faithful knight of God, ride on, the prize is near. So I pass hostile hall and grange, by bridge and ford, by park and pale, all armed I ride, whate'er betide, until I find the holy grail. Step 4. Show the girls a reproduction of Watts's conception of the idea, asking them in what points the poet's and artist's ideas coincide. Step 5. Let the children read the passage. Subject Narration Parentheses, Plutarch's Life of Alexander, part of the term's work. End parentheses. Group, language, class 2, average age 10, time 20 minutes. Objects. 1. To improve the children's power of narration by impressing on them Plutarch's style, as translated by North, and making them narrate as much as possible in his words. 2. To rouse in the children admiration of Alexander's love of simplicity, generosity, and kindness to his men. Lesson Step 1. Connect with the last lesson by questioning the children. They read last time stories illustrating Alexander's graciousness and tact. Step 2. Tell the children shortly the substance of what I am going to read to them letting them find any places mentioned in their maps. Step 3. Read to the children about three pages, dealing with the luxury of the Macedonians, Alexander's march to Bactria, and the death of Darius. 
read this slowly and distinctly and into the children as much as possible. Step 4. Ask the children in turn to narrate, each narrating a part of what was read. Subject. From Plutarch's Greek Lives. Alexander the Great. An Introductory Lesson. Group. History. Class 2. Ages 8 and 9. Time. 30 minutes. Object. 1. To establish relations to the past. 2. To introduce the boys to a fresh hero. 3. To stir them with admiration of the wisdom, valor, and self-reliance of Alexander the Great. 4. To increase the boys' power of narration. Lesson. Step 1. Begin by connecting Alexander the Great with the time of Demosthenes, of whom the boys have been learning recently. Step 2. Draw from them some account of the times in which Alexander lived and of Philip of Macedon. Step 3. Arouse the boy's interest in Alexander by the story of the taming of Bucephalus, which must be read, discussed, and then narrated by the boys. Step 4. Ask the boys what they mean by a hero. The old meaning was demigod, the Anglo-Saxon meaning a man. Both really meant a man who was brave and true in every circumstance. Ask them, what are the qualities which go to make a hero? Draw from them how far we can trace these qualities in Alexander. We notice wisdom, what a horse they are losing for want of skill to manage him. Perseverance, he kept repeating the same expression. Self-reliance, and I certainly could. This was justified by the fact that he could. Observation. He noticed that the horse was afraid of its shadow. Courage. Seeing his opportunity, he leaped upon its back. Prudence. He went very gently till he could feel that he had perfect control of the animal. These are not all the qualities one looks for in a hero, but as the boys will be learning all about Alexander next term, they will be able to find out for themselves what others he had. They will see, for instance, how he never imagined a defeat, but went on, conquering as he went. Parentheses, hope, and parentheses. The name of Alexander has never been forgotten because he was so great a hero. Owing to him, the language and civilization of Greece was carried over a great part of Asia. Show map illustrating his campaigns. He tried to improve the land wherever he went. Owing to his travels, People began to know more than they had ever known of geography and natural history. Himself a hero, Alexander reverenced heroes, keeping the casket copy of the Iliad. Step 5. Recapitulate Step 4 by means of question. Subject. The Godwins. Group. History. Class. 3. Average age. 13. Time, 30 minutes. Objects. 1. To recapitulate and enlarge on the period of history taken during the term, A.D. 871 to 1066. 2. To increase the children's interest in it by giving as much as possible in detail the history of one of the prominent families of the period. 3. To exemplify patriotism in the character of the Godwins. Lesson. Step 1. 
recapitulate what the girls know of the period briefly by questioning about the saxon and danish kings and leading men making a chart on the blackboard step two begin with the reign of canute enlarge upon their present knowledge as to his character and deeds was king of england and let a girl read the account of his pilgrimage to rome parenthesis freeman's old english history page two forty two and parenthesis step three give an account of the early history of earl godwin his apparently humble origin his love of his country his character he rose by his valor and wisdom was loved by both saxons and danes he was merciful to his foes he married githra sister of earl ulf was made earl by king canute and had wessex given him as his kingdom put on the blackboard the names of the three divisions of england with their earls or rulers step four the period between the death of canute and edward the confessor's coming to the throne under harold and hartha canute danish rule became distasteful and the english longed for an english king let a girl read the account of harthus canute's treatment of the people of worcester and the conduct of godwin and the other earls on that occasion page two fifty step five edward the confessor ask them questions about his early life and education and how these affected his character and ideas was he a suitable man for a king not powerful enough to rule, Godwin became his supporter and adviser. Marriage of Godwin's daughter Edith to the king. Godwin's eloquence and influence over the people. Parentheses. Read from Knight's History, page 162. Step 6. Godwin's patriotism is put to the test. Speak of his banishment with his wife and six sons and its consequences. William of Normandy invited over to England. Great dissatisfaction at misrule in England. The people resent the Normans being put into office. Let G. Blank read, page 262. Step 7. Godwin's return. He and his family again received into favor. His death. The crime which had been laid to his charge. Harold, a worthy successor show from a map the divisions of england at the death of the confessor read from lord layton's herald page sixty three subject history group history class four age sixteen time forty minutes the state of france in seventeen eighty nine objects to establish relations with the past Two, to show how closely literature and history are linked together and how the one influences the other. Three, to try to give yet a clearer idea of the social and political state of France before the Revolution than the girls have now, and to draw from them the causes which brought about the Revolution in France and at this time, 1789. Lesson begin by noticing the state of france generally feudalism was still in existence without its usefulness and with most of its abuses and it led to the great division of classes the privileged and the unprivileged in both army and church it was impossible for the unprivileged to rise by merit all offices were filled by the privileged classes these were exempt from many taxes 
draw from g and s the chief taxes tailles levied on property and the gabelle which forced every one to buy a certain amount of salt from the government at an enormous rate step two speak of the state of france in the country showing what was the relation of the peasant to his lord the land he lived on generally belonged to him and return for which he had to grind his corn at his lord's mill etc had to give his work free on certain days of the year and help to make the roads in his lord's land Covey. tell them something of the game laws and the intendants step three notice the state of france in the towns showing how impossible it was for a poor man to set up in a trade owing to the guilds and monopolies the merchants together with men who held certain offices under government formed a separate class far removed from both the peasants and the nobles step four the state of the church for the most part the higher ecclesiastics were hated and despised this was not the case with the cures for they were of the peasantry and shared their troubles but the higher ecclesiastics were generally younger sons of nobles who drew the salaries of their offices and lived a gay life in court the church also imposed heavy dues step five show that these evils might have been remedied gradually as in england had there been a representative assembly regularly called or any true justice but as justice could be bought and sold the poor man always lost his cause and the pleadings of the peasant could in no way make themselves heard they had risen just before this time but unsuccessfully step six draw from g n s the reason why the revolution broke out in france rather than in any other continental country because though the evils in france were no worse than those borne by the german peasants the french people had been awakened to the knowledge of their misery and their right to liberty by many great writers such were voltaire rousseau diderot labier and montesquieu get from g and s all i can about these men and their influence on history step seven draw from g n s why the revolution broke out just in seventeen eighty nine rousseau had written his works since about seventeen thirty and voltaire since seventeen eighteen the french had borne their lot under louis the fourteenth's strong government louis the fifteenth was very different the evils of a despotic government were clearly shown by him it was he who said après non déluge then came louis the sixteenth conscientious and full of good intentions get from the girls something of louis's character but the great opportunity of the people came in the calling of the states general in order to raise money step eight a short recapitulation of the principal points subject literature group english class four age sixteen time forty-five minutes charles lamb objects one to give some main principles to guide the choice of reading two to give a short sketch of the life of charles lamb three to show how the writer's character is reflected in the essays of elia four to emphasize the fact that very thoughtful reading is necessary in order to get full pleasure and benefit from a book lesson 
Step 1. Decide with the pupils as to some principles which should guide us in the choice of books, such as the following. Never waste time on valueless books. Have respect for the books themselves. Try to cultivate taste by noticing the best passages in any book that is being read. Time is too short to read much. There is a necessity, therefore, for judicious selection. The best literature can only be appreciated by those who have fitted themselves for it. It is more important to read well than to read much. The gain of reading some of the most beautiful literature while we are young is that we shall then have beautiful thoughts and images to carry with us through life. To get at the full significance of a book, it is necessary to dig for it. Thus, the essays of Elia are not only pleasant reading, but they are the reflection of the writer's character. All that Lamb was can be gathered from his works, and to rightly understand these, one must know something of the grand, though obscure, life of Charles Lamb. Step 2. Try to draw from the girls, who are already familiar with some of the essays, what they tell us of Charles Lamb. Charles Lamb was born 1775. His father was in the service of Mr. Salt, whose portrait is found in The Old Adventure of the Inner Temple. 1782. Charles received a presentation from Mr. Salt to Christ's Hospital. See Essay. The result of his education is summed up in the schoolmaster. From fifteen to twenty, he was a clerk in the South Sea House. Essay. In 1795, he was transferred to the India House. He lived near Holborn with his parents and his sister Mary. Here took place the calamity occasioned by Mary's insanity. Charles's Heroic Resolution One learns something of the dream he renounced in Dream Children. His work at the India House was uninteresting, but such as left him leisure for intellectual pursuits. This distribution of occupation was means of conserving his mental balance. His literary work was all done in the evening. Candlelight in Popular Fallacies The girls will then read Talford's estimate of Lamb. Letters to Robert Lloyd show Lamb's persistent cheerfulness. This cheerful tone is also noticeable in many of his essays. Mrs. Battles, All Fool's Day, My Relations, parentheses, Portrait of John Lamb, end parentheses, Macquarie End, parentheses, Portrait of Mary Lamb, end parentheses, Poor Relations, and Captain Jackson. C. Lamb died 1834. Step 3. Summarize by questions. End of Appendix 5